fortune My chain hang down to my dick <laughs> Alright my people, this is Never Out of Bounds, you know what time it is, this is your man El Jamal, and we are back for the special Friday night edition, so let's get right into it, well, what on the street is, global warming is worse than what we originally thought, now uh, temperatures have gone up about 1.6 degrees Fahrenheit over the last 30 years. Now, what this what this means is the Paris Climate Agreement, which aimed to lower temperatures by at least three over three and a half uh, degrees, might not even be enough. Uh, human afflicted damage, including the uh, burning of fossil fuels, uh, which include coal, oil, gas. Uh, this is. The main culprit, uh, and it's still releasing the methane and CO2 greenhouse gases, which trap heat. So we haven't um, gotten too far away from that. We're still a big culprit in why, you know, we're in the situation we're in. Uh, the climate models we've been using, I guess, for the yeah for future reference, they're now only good for short periods and um, and in situations where there's only been low emissions. Basically, they've been looking at it. They've been they've been coming up with situations that uh, basically don't account for uh, what we've been going through now in terms of the production of these greenhouse gases and just the burning of the fossil fuels in general. Um, now. Uh, if this uh, if this global warming trend continues or just climate change in general, uh, not only will temperatures rise, but uh, the this will result in polar ice caps collapsing. And this will in, in, uh, result in about a 20 foot, uh, 20 foot sea rise. Now, this could also um, result in the, in the savanna. I'm sorry, the Sahara turning back, uh, turning back green. But tropical forests can eventually become deserts through uh, wildfires. So um it looks like and it doesn't really look like there seems to be any sight in terms of a push to stop production of greenhouse gases or to actually, you know, at least on our end, uh, you see where we pulled out of the, you know, climate agreements earlier this year with Trump or at least earlier on into his uh, term. So it looks like on our end, we're really not interested in, you know, solving this problem, but it's, it's still here and it's prevalent. In other, in other news, uh, Mike Pompeo, the U.S. Secretary of State, has traveled again to Pyongyang, uh, which is the North Korean capital. He wanted to meet up with uh, Kim Jong-chol, not Kim Jong-un, the, the leader, but uh, Kim Jong-chol, excuse me, the vice chairman of the Central Committee in North Korea, basically to go over the terms of you know, their promises, North Korea's promises, because like I reported about a week ago, maybe even two at this point, is that they're still up to no good. And they're well, I mean, I think they have a right to produce, um, in my personal opinion, not to say that um, nuclear activity or nuclear bombs are, you know, the best thing to have. But I feel as though if you have the materials, you have the science in which to go study it or, you know, produce it. I, and as long as you're not using them, you know, to take over anybody just yet, I think they should be kind of left alone in terms of that. You know, I don't really 
I don't I don't have a problem with certain countries having uh, nuclear missiles unless they were already aiming to attack others or, you know, America. And for the most part, North Korea has just wanted it for its own personal uh, protection or its own, you know, existence. So, um Again, the U.S. has been has been there for the past couple of days. Mike Pompeo specifically, just to kind of I guess iron out the details of what they're trying to do. Um, yeah, so there was a three-hour meeting today. Of course, there were some jokes uh, that were said, and and Fox is all you know clamoring about the fact that uh, Kim. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike Pompeo gave uh, gave a copy of the Rocket Man CD to those people. You know. I guess trying to be funny or a friend. I don't know what it's all about, but it looks like they're trying to be buddy buddy, uh, despite the fact that uh, you know, you know, Korea pretty much hasn't really changed, and like I said, they're up to no good. Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break right now, and when we come back. We're gonna talk about some sports. We got some World Cup stuff to get out the way, and of course, we're gonna talk about you know just sports in general. We got some NFL news, some free agency news as well, and then also we got some baseball news. So we'll be right back, y'all. Y'all enjoy. <laughs> All right, y'all, we are back, and we're going to get into this World Cup. Now, we had a couple games on tap for today. Uh, France came out on top against Uruguay 2-0. Uh, things got started off right before, in terms of scoring right before the second half when Rafael Varane uh, made, a, made a header goal at the 40th minute, and this is his third of the World Cup, and he was assisted by Antoine Griezmann. Now, at the 61st minute, Antoine Griezmann put his cap on the game with his seventh goal of uh seventh goal in a knockout game and this is uh, accounting for the world cup and the european championships this is france's sixth appearance in the uh, semi-finals and this is the second time that a european team beat three south american squads in a world cup and this is dating back to the netherlands in 1964. uh now the next game we had today was uh belgium and brazil and belgium came out on top two to one uh things didn't start well for brazil with fernandinho getting own goal with it with score uh, Fernandinho scoring his own goal at the 13th minute and uh Kevin De Bruyne uh the striker for Belgium uh he was able to um help out uh with, with the game when it scored pretty much at the 30th minute uh Brazil was able to come in with their own goal uh pretty late they responded at the 76th minute with, uh, with Renato Augusto now, this is the second appearance for Belgium in the semifinals, and this is their second ever win against Brazil since 1963. And uh, it just wasn't Brazil's game today. Uh, they had 27 shots, uh, and I think only like two or three on target. And uh, they were only able to score one point uh, for all the talent that they have. So it was surprising. Uh, but you got France and Belgium moving on uh, tomorrow. I'm pretty sure England plays. And if I'm not mistaken, I want to say Sweden as well. Um, I'm not too sure of, of the exact matchups, uh, but those are two of the teams that I know are playing tomorrow. But we're going to move on to the NFL. And uh, Julian Edelman, uh, wide receiver for the New England Patriots, we all 
kind of have an idea who that is. Uh, he has been suspended four games for PED use. Now, he appealed decision on June the 25th, but a couple days ago, that appeal was recently denied. Now, he won't be back until October, the uh, October, I believe it will be the 4th, and that's going to be against Miami. Now, he can uh, participate in training camps and also the preseason. Uh, this is the first time he will be missing any significant time uh, since they toward ACL in 2017, or I believe it was 2016. Uh, last year, he did a pretty good job. He ended up getting uh, 61 uh, receptions for 692 yards and seven uh, touchdowns. Also in NFL news, there's been uh, some contract disputes and contract issues across the board where players wanting to get uh you know, guaranteed money. And it's looking like to the point where players aren't above uh, striking. Uh, Ty Gurley, standout wire, uh, sorry, running back for the Los Angeles Rams, was basically talking about it a couple of days ago. And he's at a point now where he says the players got to fight. Now, of course, it's probably none of this will probably take place for another at least another year or so, uh, maybe even a couple of years. The collective bargaining agreement ends in 20, I believe, 2021 or 2020. Um, so we won't have to necessarily worry about it until then. But definitely uh, just putting it out there. Players are are uh, concerned about their contracts and it's a concern about their money uh, that they're going to be making. And I, and I get that. I agree with that. I'd be concerned too. I'd want a guaranteed contract too. If I'm putting as much uh, stress on my body uh, as it would take to play professional football. So I'm, I'm with them for that. I'm with them for that. And I understand where they're coming from. Now uh, we're going to get into this NBA. Um, now Carmelo, even though he opted in, uh, opted in about a, about a week or so ago, maybe, you know, a little bit longer than that. Uh, a while back, uh, he opted into his 27.6, uh, I think it was about worth about another year with OKC. Now it's looking like they're, uh, they want to part ways and it's mutual. It's him and the team, uh, more so because it looks like on OKC's end, they're looking like they're not really, uh, looking forward into paying him another 27,000, uh, sorry, sorry, $27 million for the next year. And it looks like Carmelo's not necessarily happy with his reduced role. He'll be, you know, pretty much a six man, um, if that coming into next year, and he does not look to be happy about that. Now, a couple of ways this might happen is since he's been signed already, he can either be traded or there can be a um, it could be a buyout or there can be a mixture of a stretch provision or use of a stretch provision or a combination of a stretch provision and a buyout. Now, of course, for those who don't know, uh, pretty much a stretch provision would if they do intend to if they just decide to keep uh Carmelo they can uh spread out his contract for three more years and pay him nine uh nine point seven million or actually let this it will, they will let this contract uh play itself out but just be paying him off the books paying him on the books he'd still be accounted for on the books for the next three years even though he wouldn't be playing for them uh he can also like I said since he has been assigned uh, he could be traded but I don't think that that's likely since there's I don't think there's a whole uh, deep market or deep value trade value or trade market for Carmelo for that matter. So uh, the the best thing that might happen for him, the best case scenario would be a buyout. And in this case, uh, 
in a buyout, Carmelo would be able to pick whatever team he would like to go to, but uh, he would have to give up a portion of the salary or all of his salary in order to make this happen. And more than likely, just probably be a portion. It probably won't be the whole thing, but it looks. And also, like I said, if he were to use that and the um, the stretch provision, they would probably, like I said, buy out whatever part of the contract. Uh, well, they would let him keep whatever portion he had and whatever left uh, what what will be left over will be probably paid through uh, a series, maybe a season off, uh, maybe paid off in about a season or two, whatever else, whatever else it would be uh, loaned or owed. Excuse me. Now, in other NBA news, we got Tony Parker after 17 years of playing uh, with the San Antonio Spurs in the Greg Popovich system, six all star appearances and four all NBA selections. He's decided to uh, take his talent at 35 to uh, Charlotte. He's going to be a member of the Hornets. He's he signed a two-year deal worth 10 million. He's pretty much going to back up Kimba Walker. Uh, he was already pretty much a backup last year for the uh, the starting point guard in San Antonio. Uh, but I guess he has a more of an expanded role now. He's going to have a more expanded role in Charlotte. Now last year he only played in 55 games and he averaged 7.7 points and three and a half assists. So, um, you know, I guess he could still ball. I guess that, you know, they're just looking for, you know, just some extra help, you know, and uh, he's knowledgeable. He's been to playoffs. He's a high caliber. He was a high caliber player at some point during his prime. So it just looks like they just need some extra help in uh, in Charlotte. It looks like they're kind of I guess they're ready for a playoff run, although they've let go of Dwight Howard. So I'm not too sure exactly what they want to do in terms of that. But it definitely looks like they got their backcourt uh, situated as of now. All right, y'all. So we're going to, you know, breeze through everything tonight. We're going to take one last quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go over some MLB scores. So y'all stay tuned. Thank you.
All right, y'all. So we are back. And I got these MLB scores here. So we're going to run through them real quick. Uh, the Reds beat the Cubs today, 3-2. The Nationals beat the Marlins, also 3-2. Now, the uh, the Phillies and Pirates, uh, this is the second time in, in this season that the Pirates have allowed 17 runs. Uh, they... The game uh, was close at one point. It got close uh, about in the fifth inning, I believe. Uh, the the Pirates got within one. Uh, they got down. They were, they were down five to four at one point. But after the seventh, um, the uh, excuse me, the Phillies they went on the twelve. They scored twelve straight runs. And overall, after 236 hits, I'm sorry, 236 pitches, the uh, Pirates, uh, yeah, the Pirates gave up 10 walks and 18 hits. So it was a bad game for them, bad game all around. Uh, they were able to add one more run in the bottom of the eighth or the ninth, but it really meant uh, didn't mean much. Like I said, Philly, uh, Philly goes on to win 17-5. Uh, we also got the uh, the Tigers uh, beating the Rangers 3-1. Uh, also, the Indians uh, beat the A's 10-4, and the Yankees and Sonny Gray also had a bad game, losing to the uh, Blue Jays uh, 6-2. Sonny Gray is now 0-3 in his last starts. That's what you get, you know, chasing that big money, that big city contract. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to give him some shade. Uh, so far, in the last three starts, he's at 12, a 12-27 ER, ERA. This game, he didn't do so much, uh, do so hot either. He gave up a three-run uh, three run homer and five runs in total in the second inning, and he was pulled. So he lasted two innings, so very, very bad game for the Yankees. I'm not too sure what their, question, what their answer for what Sonny Gray is going to be. I don't know if they keep him within that rotation uh, headed down the road because they're 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 in a spot where they can compete for the division. So I'm not too sure they, they ride with him too much longer. All right. y'all. So uh, the rest of these scores, we got uh, the Rays uh, beating the Mets three to one. The Twins coming out against the Orioles six to two. The Orioles still uh, I'm sorry, the Astros still maintaining their their top spot in the Western Division. Uh, the AL West uh, beating the the Chicago White Sox, who are st- who still struggling near the bottom of their division, eleven to four. We got the Brewers beating the Braves five to four. The the Red Sox uh, come up and they win ten to five after uh, let down by one of the Royals pitchers, Cole Hamels. Um, we got uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks beating the Padres three one. Dodgers trying to stay consistent, beating their crosstown rival, uh, the Angels two to one. The Rockies beating the Surgeon Mariners. They're they're, they're uh they've been hot pretty uh as of late. So it was surprising to see them lose to the Rockies six one. And then finally you got your uh, your Giants SF in the house. They uh they were able to beat the Cardinals today three to two. Alright y'all so we're gonna wrap it up for today for tonight and uh wrap it up for the weekend. We'll be back Monday. You know what we got you know what we're gonna be doing this is never out of bounds and this is your host El Jamal much love And y'all have a good weekend. Peace out.